everybody, and welcome back to this second edition of Generally Speaking About the Twilight Saga. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here to cover the book Twilight in this episode. We are. And in our first recording, we did uh, chapters one through seven. We did. That was a lot of chapters. It was a lot of chapters. And then this episode, just so you know, in case you haven't read further or uh, haven't caught up to this point, we're going to be covering chapters 8 through 12. So it'd be best if you've already read chapters 8 through 12 before listening to this conversation, because that's where we're going into uh, discussion, which uh, Stephanie, let's go ahead and talk about chapter 8, which is Port Angeles. Port Angeles. Now, I will tell you that I had to actually listen to uh, Port Angeles on several occasions because <laughs> I kept starting it and I would get about three or four sections in on the audiobook and I would find myself as I was walking or as I was doing the different things that I was doing while listening to the audiobook, I found my mind wandering. Yes. So the story's continuing to be told. But, but then, your mind is somewhere else. But my mind starts slipping somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, what just happened? <laughs> and so I'd have to go back. That's and I'm like, funny, right. And so I would hear like certain parts like five or six different times. But eventually I got through. Well, at least you had a good reason. I've heard them five or six times just because I've read them that many. So what is... Probably more. What is Port Angeles? Okay, Port Angeles is... Um, it's It starts out as a girl's night out. Right. A girl's night out. Going dress shopping. With Jessica and Angela um, to so that they can get their dresses for the girl's choice dance, which is coming up. Exactly. And um, and she's going to kind of get her mind off of Edward. Exactly. Because she can't she can't stop thinking about him now. Um, at this point, she already knows because Jacob told her. Mm hmm. In chapter six, is chapter six. Jacob told her um, in scary Sorry. stories. <laughs> what are you Sorry doing about over that. there? <laughs> um, about Edward and his family, and now he hasn't been at school for several days. Right. And she, her mind is consumed with him. She cannot think of anything else. So going on the girls' girls' night out to. Um, to get her mind off of things. Exactly. And so, of course, this is a, it, it's a nearby town. It, it, it's, it's definitely it's about not. about an hour. It's not, it's not Forks, but it's not as far as Seattle. Right. So, uh, this is far enough away that, you know, if you needed some distance away from getting your mind, or to get your mind off of things that are back and forth, you know, driving to Port Angeles would be a way to do that. It would that. be a way to do Hanging that. out with some friends to, yeah. to really get your mind off things. Can I say, I love how in, in the very first line, she refers to Charlie as the chief because <laughs> Jess drove faster than the chief. Oh, yes. 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 And um, being the chief of police, which right. is Charlie's occupation. Now, in between our last uh, recording and today, yes. you mentioned you wanted to make note, I believe, in the recordings here of how you feel about her dad. I love I love Charlie. I thought I said that last time. Did you? Yeah. OK. You I really have. do. Um, And I, I really I really enjoy the way um, Stephanie wrote his character as, I mean, he is, he's this closed off guy who has been living by himself for years and now has the responsibility of 
caring for his already grown daughter. Right. You know, she because she has been Renee's caregiver for so long, Bella doesn't need much caregiving. Right. But Charlie assumes that role anyway. Mm-hmm. And and I love how he's kind of struggling through it and and finds his way finds his way through it. How old is Bella? 17. 17. So she is not an adult woman yet. No. No, but she is more mature because she's been caring for her mom. Understood. So and and they make a they make a good point of that. Yeah. Um in the beginning that she has always been the one who cared for Renee. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So I want to share with you that because, well, obviously, Port Angeles, we're not going to do like a play-by-play no, action of everything no. <laughs> that happens. I mean, otherwise, you know, why read the book? Uh, but anyway, the, the whole idea is that she goes there for moral support for these girls and to really get her mind off of things. And uh, let's see, they leave. They, I guess they got their dresses. She takes off on her own. And she, they wanted to go do something else. But she says, you know, I'm, she, basically, she decides, I want to go find some books. Right. You know, I want to go look for a bookstore. And in the movie, you know, this is where she picks up a book. Right. She doesn't actually buy a book She goes into a store, (laughs) finds a book that talks about... um, The Quileuet. Yeah. Legends. So basically everything she learned from Jacob at La Push... She in the movie she found from a book that she purchased in a bookstore in right. Port Angeles, right? Which is again is just another thing that just frustrates me. I understand that movies can't be exactly like, but when you change major details, right? I'm not too happy about that. <laughs> and so, so she instead of going into a bookstore, she actually comes across a bookstore, but decides not That's to go. That's a conversation in. I can do without. Just by the the dress of the of the woman who's working in the bookstore, right? She says that's a conversation. Well, it seemed I to me. Well, you know what? It actually seems to me that based upon the fact that Jacob was the one who shared that his try from the my understanding. Tell me if you got this. My understanding is that the woman in the bookstore was someone that may have even been affiliated with the reservation, maybe. Because mm-hmm. it talked about having dream catchers in the window. Right. And so, therefore, it would be very which it, Native mm-hmm. American focused. Okay. Which, if there's an issue between them and vampires, going in and asking about a vampire book. Right. Not so much. Probably right. isn't a conversation that she wants to have. Absolutely. Did I catch on to that right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. And, of course, in the movie, it is a Native American store that, that she goes into. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't remember that. The man behind the counter is... Gotcha. Absolutely. So it's a man behind the counter, not a woman. It is. Gotcha. See? <laughs> so anyway, she decides to not go there. To keep going, to look for another one. There's got to be another bookstore in this town. Right. Now, um, she decide, She actually ends up going to some place that uh, she didn't intend to go. Uh, it, it's kind of the town, the part of the town that maybe anybody who would ever expect you know, uh, a tourist to walk around. That She had extended beyond that territory. Exactly. And she runs into some rough folks. And four. Four rough guys. And uh, they were kind of chuckling. She felt very uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, these guys had some other things in mind. And I, I really enjoyed reading about how she felt mm-hmm. because I can, Im- I mean, number one, I could imagine it being a guy and, and feeling, you know, a, a lot of that. But just reading that from a girl's perspective, being Stephanie Myers, being a girl, obviously, 
I really enjoyed reading that to get a get to to kind of wrap my mind around what must be going through their thoughts and you know the the self defense training classes right. and 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 you know do I just drop the person run and and you know all these different things and, and then the realization what if they're not just thieves right you know and so um I love this part in here where she's actually she's realizing that they're after her right you know and um can I can do you mind if I if you I can, read from the book go, go does ahead. that bother you yeah okay um. I'm on page 160, and I'm just starting in the middle of the page, even in the middle of a paragraph, if you can imagine that I would do something like that. (laughs) Okay, because lounging against the western building, midway down the street, were the other two men from the group, both watching with excited smiles as I froze dead on the sidewalk. I realized then that I wasn't being followed. I was being herded. Oh, yeah. I love that part because I think that... Now, when I read, I, th- I said last time, when I read, I read out loud to myself. Mm-hmm. And many times, especially with reading this series, I can completely visualize it. I can almost be there right. as I'm reading. And um, I don't know. There's just, I have, I read it and I've got goosebumps on my arms and my heart is beating faster and I can feel how Bella would have felt at this realization. Right. What now? There's two behind me. There's two in front of me and I've got nowhere to go. Right. You know, and so I just, I think that what I'm trying to say is that it all goes back to Stephanie Meyer who can write a story that can not only make you feel, but can make you part of it as well. Okay. Does that make sense at Mm -hmm. all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. and, and, And I very much, you know, I was actually walking through the neighborhood at night yeah, nice. while I'm while I'm reading this and but you know the thing is that that's the thing she writes in such a way that is so descriptive that it is like you were there that this world really exists as you're reading the story right and that is that is what I do like about what I've read so far mm-hmm. now I'm going we're going to get into some things today that, that right. I find quite troubling okay um, and, and stuff like that. But before we go further, I want to ask you, because I can't recall what was in chapters one through eight. Um, <laughs> so Stephanie, please tell yes. me what, obviously Jacob told, uh, Bella about the legends, right? you know, and, and stuff like that. And so she's, she's got, but he believes they're just stories. He believes they're mm-hmm. just stories, but Bella is trying to put two and two together. She's done some research on the internet and very well, this could be, has this been confirmed yet? Or is that something I read later after this? Has what been confirmed? Has Edward confirmed that? Yes, indeed he is not, not right now. Not yet. That happens. Does that happen in this? uh, I'm sorry. That's the school. Do you want to pause? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So we're back. Okay. (laughs) Megan okay? Yeah, I'm going to go get her when we're finished. She's not feeling well, so that was a school calling. Anyway, um, so back to our conversation here. Uh, Basically, okay. So 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 you were asking me if Edward had confirmed any of this yet, and as of Chapter 8, no. It has not been confirmed. Right. Okay. So she's, okay, I'm just trying to put my mind back into this chapter where I am because I've, obviously, I'm halfway through 13 right now. Right. Chapter 8 is the girls' night out. Yep. Breaks off from them. And the, well, hunted okay. by the four guys. Okay. And then 
the silver car comes around the corner. Right. And so so all of a sudden, the silver car comes around, and who's there to save Bella once again? Absolutely. It would be Edward. Mm-hmm. At this point, knowing, and this is the one thing, knowing what I know from the movie, I'm, a, the, I'm, I'm even more concerned because... Um, has there been the there? There was something a, I think already, if not something in, in in at least before chapter thirteen, there is a men, made mention of a of the fact that she went to go open her window, surprised at how quickly it opened. Yes, that is mentioned in there. Where, where is that? Is that it's pro- it's a few chapters back. It would be okay. sometime after she went to the beach. Yeah, and before now. All right, so so I'm just going to go ahead and share what disturbs me. Okay. About this story, is that Edward's a little fr- is, is is freaky. Okay. All right. Um, I get that this is a love story, but it's a very unhealthy one. I mean, let, 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 let's forget about the the fantasy of the vampire, which uh, you know the vampire story. Which, by the way, I have a hard time disassociating, you know, the, the my, re, you know, my rejection of this idea of the vampire stuff. And and let me just share with you why. It's because there are these things known as vampire cults. Right. Out no, there. Absolutely. People who actually, I don't know if they consider it to be their religion or, or, or if they really believe that they're vampires or I don't, I don't know enough about it, but to know that I know people who are who have been caught up into this. Mm-hmm. And I know that when my sister was in high school, my sister dated a guy who... I don't think she actually dated him. I think or, she wanted to. Oh, okay. But anyway, a weird guy. He was yeah, weird. A very weird guy, always dressed in this black trench coat. Which I love the fact that everyone thought that... Now, um, I, I think I need to... to um, Say that I went to school with your, I went to high school with your sister. Oh yeah, I, I'm just two years so you, older. Do you know who I'm talking about? I, absolutely, I know who you're talking about. He was in my grade. Okay. Um, what I think is hilarious is that everyone thought he was weird because he wore black trench coats and had long black hair and did all these weird things, but nobody seemed concerned with the fact that he was a junior in high school who had a one year old son. I'm like, you know, you. Well, see, I didn't even know about that. All I knew is that my sister told me that he believes that he's a vampire. Right. And and knowing that there are people out there who believe that, um, it just that was a little freaky. And so so this when I when I'm hearing about this story, when you were reading this story and getting so obsessed with this story, you know, my mind is like, you know, I, I have no concerns for you reading this story. Right. But I, it becomes a real concern when I know that my daughter, who mm-hmm. is at the time you know, nine years old watching this movie, this is not necessarily something I want to condone or to okay. encourage. I agree be- with you. Based upon what I know my sister was. And and that's what I'm saying is there's so much about the story that's all about, you know, it's it's that it's that desire for what you can't have. Or, and do you know that these the attraction are there and these are conversations that I have been having with our daughter. Right. <laughs> Is that, um, you know, this all consuming, if you want to call it love or, or whatever. At, at this point, I, I can't call point, it love. I call it, call, I, no. I can consider this all consuming passion and obsession. Absolutely. That was the word that I was going to use. Um, this is not healthy, you know, not for, for Bella or for Edward and have had 
numerous conversations with her about not finding our worth and value in another person. Right. You know, and um, so we have had some amazing dialogue. Good. Because of the things that are written in this book. Right. Yeah. Now, I've been married 13 years. I want to read about the all-consuming passion. You know, (laughs) I'm like, thank you, Stephanie Meyer. And no, I, I get that. And, and, and again, you know, I, I understand that. But but again, there is the the vampire element does kind of just bring up some yeah. you know caution flags uh, because I know that 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 there are people who don't see this as fantasy. Right. You know, and, and, and that that's a little concerning. But then so uh, again, attempting at my best to withdraw and subtract the fantasy out of the story, you still got this freaky guy who's. And, and and hopefully this isn't a spoiler because we've told you that you need to be read up to at least all the way through chapter 12 to listen to, 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 right. listen to this episode. So there's already this hint that the window in her bedroom was much easier to open than it should be. Yes, and, but she's never tried to open it before. But she still makes very real mention. And if you've seen the movie, then you know exactly where I'm going with this. I'm not going to say right. anything more than that. Okay. Uh, but then all of a sudden, you've got the fact that here he is showing up in Port Angeles. Well, and it, the conversation following explains that he's following, he's following her. And this this becomes a that becomes a little bit concerning as well. Okay. I agree with you. Okay. To a point. All right, tell me your because, point. Because, well, let me see if I can find it. Um, he also says to her when admitting that he's following her, and now you're getting into theory. Yeah. Um, or no, you're not. You're still No, you're I'm still, still in, Port, in Port Angeles. Right, because they're at dinner. And um, so I love their hypothetical. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, which is where this is all coming from. And then he says, only you could find trouble in Port Angeles. He's like, wait, I thought we were talking hypothetically. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's call you Jane. And he sa- he tells her, I've never tried to keep any one specific person alive before. Like he's going through great, he, he, he is not only in controlling himself, but he really cannot handle anything happening to her. So, so- I mean, he admits that He's following her, and I love. She's like that should freak me out, but really it doesn't. And that's, you know? and that that's is my, the scary part. That's my scary part. That's the scary part. There, there's some. See, and and, and of course that's a oh, theme that I've got even going into as much as I've read in chapter uh, thirteen is that there's a lot of things that should be freaking her out that's not, and that's where the obsession for this infatuation that you feel towards someone when you can when all of a sudden you're your conscience is no longer your guide that you your conscience becomes seared and you're and, and all of a sudden you lose touch from you know what is right and what is wrong and 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 all of a sudden you're like i know i should be scared and i know i should not want to but man i'm so in you know and right. and, and and all of a sudden you lose you lose re- it's like this guy this guy, well, and, and the, the, I think you over learn, and over again. This guy is dangerous. My life is in danger with being around this person. And of but course, that I'm is even, not how she sees it. That is not how she sees it. To her, he's the one who keeps saving her. Right. You had the almost accident. You've got saving her from these four guys. Um, I can't list anymore because they haven't happened yet. They, but the list keeps going. It no, just but, keeps uh, going. So to just, her. 
he is not the danger. And she makes it very clear that she feels very safe around him. Right. And so even, I don't know, you learn a lot about who Bella is in chapter eight. Right. You know, the not trying, not running from the guys, you know, trying, going to try to fight them, remembering the the self-defense and stuff. And um, so you, you learn a lot about who Bella is and realize that she's not like everybody else. Right. And so what would scare you and I doesn't scare her. Right. Or yeah. any normal person. And, and my concern is for young ladies around the world who are reading this book, reading this love story, all of a sudden saying, you know what? My, I, I don't understand why all my friends are concerned about me dating this guy who is obviously mysterious. And, and boy, you know, it worked out for Bella. And the fact that he's mysterious makes him all that more intriguing and alluring and, and stuff like that. And, and I'm concerned that there would be young ladies. And I'm not just concerned for my own daughter, but I'm, I'm talking about young right. ladies no, around absolutely. the world who would read this story and say, you know what? I understand that there are people out there that, you know, maybe my dad's just crazy and thinks this guy is dangerous and, and sure all my friends, but they just don't get it. They don't get the way that I feel. It's, it's like Bella and this, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just, I'm, I'm, and I, and I hope and I pray that they have someone in their life to tell them that Bella is make believe. Exactly. And, and, and that the story is, is somewhat a, a story while it's very entertaining and very realistic that really it, it's very dangerous stuff. It can be. You know, it, not that they're going to be dating vampire people, you know, but, but the fact is, is that they could be dating somebody who has, a, who is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Somebody who has, uh, let's just say it's somebody who is physically um, harmful to others. You know, that there's a story about their ha- past that, you know, maybe they've, you know, this is a guy who's been in jail a couple times for certain things and, and all of a sudden, everybody's warning this girl, you know, this girl about, you know, all this stuff. Stay away from this guy. He's dangerous. And she's, but you don't know how I feel when I'm around him. And, you know, and he's never really hurt me. And then all of a sudden she, you know, she gets hit a couple times. And it's like, he he didn't mean to do that. You, you see where I'm going with that? I see where you're going with that. I do. But I think that you're taking that too far. I think maybe I am. But it I'm doesn't just... go because I've read the whole thing. I. I see the bigger picture now. I mean, I get where you're at because obviously I've been where you're at, but I see the bigger picture now. There is something to be said about the way that Stephanie has written the character of Edward. Okay. Okay. And I'm trying to flip through theory to see what all is discussed, to see what I can. Now, I just listened to this on audiobook yesterday. <laughs> so you'd think I'd be able to remember, you know, I can quote it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, is I, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I, you know, the, the only thing, Stephanie, right here, the only reason I bring this up is because I do want to mention that, that as I'm reading through here, and I'm not going to bring this up in every chapter from this point forward and in in future audio recordings. I'm not going to make a big deal of this, but I did want to make I I okay, wanted to say it here. All right. Go I, ahead. I wanted to make a point right here, right now, up front to let you know that while I'm enjoying this story, while I think it's written excellently. And as far as fiction is concerned, this is a this is a great it is written in a way that really draws me in and really does help me to, you know, experience a different world for a little while and to 
to really keep my mind. And it's really been neat to listen to this story while I'm walking and doing physical activity. Keeps you know, it helps the time go by and stuff like that. And I enjoy the story. I just want to say that I'm real. I do. There's I, a concern. I register Absolutely. some objections to the obsession that is portrayed as a love story. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And it so, does. so it's been registered. I've I've gotten it off my chest. And now we'll go ahead and talk. And I'll try to be, remain as objective as possible. Okay. So then, that that's pretty much chapter eight. Chapter yeah. nine is theory. Where is where she shares another theory with him, which um, this is where you you really learn that she is forever changed. She can't go back. You, you talked in the last episode. You were talking about her being in the woods. You mm-hmm. you played the you played a clip from from the book, and she said, she's talking about her choices. You know, I can. Pretend he doesn't exist. Go back to ignoring him. I can pretend like this doesn't matter. And or, you know, but what you'll learn as you go along is Bella never had a choice. Bella was forever changed the minute she saw his face. In my opinion, it's right. Not written in there anywhere. That is my opinion. Mm -hmm. She, She never really had a choice. And. Um, for me, this this chapter theory is further proof of that. Okay. Okay. Um, I love how automatically she's stalling. She doesn't want to do this. She doesn't want to tell him her theory. Okay. She doesn't want to tell him what Jacob, you know. What Jacob what, said. What, Jacob what said. she found on the internet. Exactly. And... Um, She's she's stalling big time, like one right after another. Can I ask one more question? Which one question turns into three and then like, holy crow, you're going too fast. And um, which, by the way, Stephanie Meyer, who says holy crow? That's just (laughs) my own personal question. Um, Although I do like it. I haven't put it in my everyday life (laughs) yet. Um Right off, I love, I thought we were past all the evasiveness now. Right. You know, they are getting to know each other, whether that is scary or not, whether they, you know, they are both opening doors that neither of them are comfortable opening. Right. But that's what's happening. Right. I am going to step back into the prior chapter for just a minute. Oh, okay. Because at dinner, I thought that was a very awesome scene as far as Which one? that being written. Uh, the the waitress. The waitress. How all Never the, looked you, at Bella once. <laughs> yeah, didn't. It would not look at Bella. Only was, you know, just drooling all over right. Edward. And Edward took no notice of took her. Took no notice. And, which was awesome. I, yeah. I, I really like that. And as a matter of fact, it, it, it really got me to thinking. It's like, you know what? I, I miss those days when you, you and I used to go out and I used to just be consumed by just like, I was like, You wow. mean you're not anymore? Well, not all the time. I, sometimes today I'm thinking, I'm you know, did I, did I put that bill in the mail? And, I, you know, I'm, I'm it's kidding, like, clearly. And, and usually I'm ducking from whatever the kids are getting ready to toss across the table. <laughs> just kidding but there are other things on my mind right. these days and, and it's like i remember when you used to be all that was on my mind mm-hmm. and sometimes i miss that and i read that scene and i'm like wow that that is really really cool it is really cool i agree i like that yeah all right so anyway 
but yeah so the theory she finally shares and this is in the car this is where we learn does he this is where he shares you know i knew how to get here or i knew to be here because i was reading thoughts and And that was it that was at dinner well okay but still it it, we learn through this period in the story he was following jessica he was following bella through jessica's mind so we learned that he can (laughs) which is not a very original place to be that you can read my, that he can read minds and that he can't read her mind. Yes. Which my is, mind doesn't work right. I'm a freak. I hear voices in my mind and you're worried that you're the freak. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that so so we do learn that and then of course she finally does share her theory. She finally does and I love how she feels the need to protect Jacob. You know, um, as she's telling the story and she can see Edward reacting that she feels the need to to protect Jacob. Well, I tricked it out of him. Right. Well, how'd you trick him? I tried to flirt, which apparently worked better than I thought it did. Um, and now, seriously, I'm quoting the book. I don't even know what page that's on. But um, when he doesn't answer her after she shares what Jacob said. And she's like, so I'm wrong again. Since I didn't say that. So am I right? And he really does not want to, really does not want to answer her. Right. And um, doesn't want her to know. But I love this conversation that happens in the car. Mm-hmm. And I wish it would have happened more like this in, in the, the movie. movie. Yeah. There are times um, now that I've read all of the books I'll be reading, you know, like I just read, I just reread new moon in preparation for the movie. Okay. And so I'm reading it and I'm like, I really hope we see this scene like spot on exactly the way it is. There are some scenes in new moon that for me should not be changed. Okay. And the first time I went back and I read twilight, well, no. The third time I read Twilight, I was like, I can't wait. Oh, wait, they already did that movie. <laughs> you know, I'm just, it's really sad that some of them were changed. And I and I get, I'm not, I know that a book cannot be changed word for word into a movie. And, uh, but there are some scenes that were changed that for me are sad. Yeah. That it was changed. And this is one of them. Right. So so basically, it, it, let's move this through a little yeah. quicker. So anything else interesting as far as the conversation in the car on the way back? In well, this? yeah, right here. This is what I was looking for before when you were talking about, you know, the concern surrounding, you know, Edward and girls getting the impression that they could, you know. They can trust somebody who's actually dangerous. Exactly. Okay. Um, Edward says, I don't want to be a monster. He is constant, and this is one of my favorite things that Stephanie wrote about his character. He is constantly fighting who he is. Right. What he is. He he didn't ask for this. This isn't who he wants to be. This isn't what he wants to be. But he is doing the best that he can with what he's been given. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, I think if you look at that on... I don't know if you want to say on a deeper level or on a more surface level, isn't that what we're all doing? Aren't we all doing the best with what we've been given or shouldn't that be what we're doing in life? You I know? don't know. Um, making the best decisions that we can. 
based upon our circumstances. Trying absolutely. to be the best person that we can. You know, this isn't a circumstance that he asked for. Right. This is, he's doing the best he can. He doesn't want to be a monster. So so what else happened in this chapter? Anything um, else? I mean, they, they have this conversation. She does get a lot of information out of him. And then they get back home, and he. Uh, we learned that he also drives very fast, very fast, and it and makes her it makes her sick. But, right, I love when she says, "You know, um, if you turned this into a Volvo pretzel, you could probably walk away." Which should have been his first clue that she knew more than what he thought she knew. Yeah, you know, and so, um, yeah. Yeah. Freaked out by his driving. Well, and it and it shouldn't take too much for her to understand that, given the fact that you know there is a dent in Tyler's car in the shape of his body. Right. You know, absolutely. So that would make sense, and that's where she would probably come to that conclusion. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what else? Anything right. else in the car? Um, in this so chapter? she she gets home very quickly. Jessica calls. Uh, Jessica gets on my nerves. She starts lying to her dad. Yep. So this is another thing that concerns me. There's really no reason to lie to her dad at this point, except for about the fact that her boyfriend's a vampire. But, <laughs> but I mean, you could say that, hey, we ran into so-and-so and I got to ride home with, you know, with Edward. I mean, she, yeah. she could have told the truth. She could have told her the truth, especially since her dad thinks so highly of the Cullens. Exactly. Or of Carlisle. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I agree with you. There was no, yeah. there was no reason to lie to yeah. him at this point. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden we see a lot of deceit yeah. and, and that's, the, I'm not, I'm not too happy about that. Okay. You know, that, that, and mm-hmm. I, and I like that Edward has been very, you should tell your dad about us. You know, you should tell your dad, can I meet, you know, and yep. I kind of like that, but I don't like that she is being deceitful when it's so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that. Right. All right, so obviously, um, you know, there's continued talk about, you know, are you going to the dance? No, I'm not going to the dance. Right. And, you know, are you going to go, you know, if you want to go alone, I, I can go with you, you know, and, and all this stuff. She's like, Dad, leave me alone. I'm not you going know. to the dance. You think he would understand. I like when she said, you think he would understand. I didn't get my balance issues from my mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Charlie should understand exactly, which I think that it's hilarious that she distri- describes it as um, Charlie being the one that she inherited this, this, in, in Bella's case, it's nearly a, a disability, um, her clumsiness. But yet he's the chief of police, mm-hmm. you know, and allowed to carry a gun. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so what's next the, is interrogations. Interrogations. And, and yeah. This is where she is interrogating him. Correct. All right. So ask right. tons and tons of questions. Tons and tons Just of questions. Top two things we learned in this chapter. Anything that you want to share? I love how bothered she is by the fact that edward is listening to this conversation she's having with jessica yes okay and um as well she should be <laughs> girls got to have some privacy yep. you know but um bella doesn't like double standards and this is another this is another place where we we see that where he is perfectly okay to not tell her what he knows jessica's going to ask but she's like, that's that's not fair. You know, if you're going to hear my answer, you could at least tell me ahead of time what she's going to say. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Um, and he does. He finally does. Which which helps her to under to not give away more than she needs to reveal. Exactly. You know, here she's afraid. And it's like, 
oh my gosh, is he a vampire? It's like, you don't need to, that's not what's on her mind. Right. What's on her mind is, are you guys dating? Are you, you know, it, are you secretly dating? Yeah. Yeah. Also, actually, the, interro- the interrogations is actually more along the lines of her being interrogated by all the friends. That's what this was. Oh, I, this is where she asks them about hunting. Oh, okay. Did you go to to Goat's Rock to hunt? Right. Yes. What were you hunting? You know, bears? I can't picture that. And yeah. so she's getting more of a glimpse of what life is like for him. Right. And... um. When she says, is that something I might see? You know, she wants to see him hunt. He's absolutely not. Um, My favorite line in this chapter is, if that were it, I would take you out tonight. You need a healthy dose of fear. Nothing could be more beneficial for you. Hmm. And I think that that's the truth. Yeah. You know, maybe if she had a good healthy dose of fear, she she would have thought differently. Well, I'm sure. Or at least paused for a moment to consider differently. Yeah. And I'm sure that that down the road something will happen. She'll see that 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 healthy <laughs> she'll get that healthy dose of fear, knowing what I know from the movie. All right, what's the next chapter? Um chapter 11, complications. Um the electricity between them is getting stronger. Right. And this is the whole movie And in, going into biology when turning the lights out is not a good thing. Not helping any. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um is it? Is there a chapter called Other Complications? No. Oh, okay, so this is at the end where there is another complication. Where he drops her home one yes. night and outside the house. Are Billy. And Bill, exactly. And Jacob. Which, uh, this is where we meet Billy for the first time in the story. It is, which bothered you. Yes. Because you meet him in the very beginning of the movie. Exactly. Not very happy about that at all. Uh, And wow, I really enjoyed a couple different things about this. Number one, uh, first of all, neither Billy nor uh, Jacob actually saw who the driver of the Volvo was, although Billy knew exactly who it was. Right. All right. Which I can't tell you how, but anyway. Well, I'm sure that'll come to me eventually. Uh, But anyway, um, obviously, Edward knew who who was in the car. Billy, um, let's see here. Bella obviously knew that Billy knew what was going on because of the looks. But Billy doesn't say anything to Charlie because, and we find out now who those people who were saying bad things about the Collinses were. That he got, it, it, seem, it would seem that Billy and Charlie got into kind some, of falling out. Uh, uh, some, quite some disagreement about it and and of course Billy would have been Billy Black would have been the one who would have had so many negative things to say. So because this was their quote unquote reunion if you will of sorts, uh this is why Billy doesn't actually speak out about the fact that this boy was just out in the driveway and bringing up sore, you know, open wounds. Right. You know, pouring salt in open wounds. Absolutely. So uh saves her from him exposing what's going on here to Charlie. Yeah, so that's at the end of that's at the end of complications. The rest of the chapter is about the electricity. And Jacob, um, by the way, is still under the impression that he's, he's a like, superstitious old man. Yes, right. And um, Edward also interrogates her in complications. Oh yeah, it's, it's my turn <laughs> tomorrow. It's my turn for yep. what to ask the questions. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I like the way that um that all of this is falling together with Billy 
and and Charlie and Jacob and how they're being brought into the story in this way. You know, you've right. got the obviously the falling out, the coming back, you know, um to watch the game because their TV went out and so it it's it's flowing very smoothly up to this point. Exactly. For everyone except for Bella. Right. Okay. All right. So we have one more chapter that we're going to discuss through real quickly, and this was called balancing. balancing. And, and what is balancing all about, Steph? Um. Okay. Balancing is about first balancing her two worlds. Mm-hmm. Right now, she is. She's got her all-consuming passion and everything going on over here with Edward. Uh, she's got Charlie and this friendship with Jacob and Billy over here, but also her relationship with Edward is balancing on what she calls the blade of a knife. Right. And at some point, it's got to give one way or the other. Exactly. And so that is what is going on in balancing. Gotcha. Um, is that all that was in going on in balancing is just those two? I mean, is there any kind of real reveal? I, I'm, I'm trying to... I, you know, no, it's I see. I think that balancing is pretty much a um, setting up for chapter thirteen, right. confessions, um, which I can't wait till you make it through, right? Because it is, it is my favorite chapter in this book. Which is the chapter that you said Stephanie Myers confessions? So, so the next chapter is the one that this she is had the dream, dream that started of. it all, right? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Um, I can tell you that I think the most hilarious thing. Um, that happens. I do not condone it. I only think it's funny because it's written in the pages of a book. Is that she took cough medicine to be able oh, to sleep? Yeah, because she was she was very worked up and would not have rested otherwise. Yeah, had she not done that. Anyway, I don't condone that. Obviously, obviously not. But I thought that it was funny that you know maybe Stephanie's done that once or twice in her life enough to write it in. I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, that is our recording for chapters. I don't know. What did we cover? It's also the first time that Alice and Bella officially meet. Oh, yeah. The, see, that's yeah, huge. That's big. That's huge. We, we Oh, and we it, and we learned that not everybody in the Collins family is uh, excited about them getting together. Exactly. But of, of those who are in the family, Alice is the most supportive. Alice is the most supportive. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty huge information Which I know there. why. Do you? Is it something we'll learn later? Yep. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, anyway, we'll be back soon with more. And, of course, for those of you who are listening to this, uh, we are recording this, uh, let's see, gosh, about the last week of October 2009. And, you know, by the time you're listening to this, we will have already finished the entire book because we're releasing all of this information out at the same time. I'm hoping to get you through New Moon before the movie comes out. Oh, that's my that's my desire. So anyway, thank you for listening and uh, go read the next few chapters and uh, then check in with us. You'll be able I'm to see... I'm on chapter 15. You'll be able to see by episode number three by looking at the title what chapters are covered. Are so covered it will start with chapter 13 and however far I get before the next time we hit record. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Oh, and by the way, anything, uh, if you guys haven't done so already, check out all of our other shows at gspn.tv. That stands for the Generally Speaking Production Network, gspn.tv. Till next time, everybody, join the the community. community.